Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host Morgan and here on the Just Some Magic show we like to share people's most magical moments that happen in and out of the theme parks like Disney and Universal. Well, today's a little different. Today is a solo show with just me where I come on monthly and share one of my most magical moments. And since the Run Disney race weekend would have been this weekend at Walt Disney World, but because of the pandemic, it's gone virtual, I thought I would reminisce about my most magical moments during my first ever Run Disney race last year in 2020 before the world essentially shut down. There's actually a lot of touching parts to this story, and I really hope you guys enjoy And someone did an unexpected act of kindness right when I was starting to doubt myself in an unexpected way the night before the race started. It was absolute whirlwind and I can't wait to share all of it with you guys. Just in case you're new to the show, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday. So that's twice a week. So be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. And also at the very end of this show, we share people's most magical moments. And if you have a magical moment that you'd like to share, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button. But now on with the show. All right, so we're going to start this story from the very beginning, and I'm talking before registration. So my dear friend Kirsten was insistent on me doing Run Disney. I'm very big into athletics. I've played soccer, volleyball, done swim team and basketball all growing up, and even played volleyball in college. Now, playing volleyball the longest, I have the endurance of a volleyball player, which means I can jump for days but run for about 10 feet and then I get tired. Long distance is never my strong suit. Even when I would just try to run a mile, I would always burn myself out in the first few seconds and be so tired before I even hit the halfway mark. So after a year of being friends and watching all of her videos about run Disney races and the costumes and the dressing up and running through the castle, I was sold. I was like, okay, let's do this. And something that made it a little bit easier, I was moving from California to Orlando within the next couple of months and the race was going to be in February. So I already would have been living there. So that was one less plane flight I would have had to have purchased. So I was sold. I go to registration months after the initial registration starts because I didn't know any better that the registration sometimes sells out the first day in advance. Since I hadn't done any distance of any kind ever in my life, I was going to start with, you know, the easiest, which would have been the 5K. I looked up at the registration that was sold out. Naturally, the next race you'd sign up for is the 10K. And of course, that was sold out. So now the next race in the last and only race would have been the half marathon, which is 13.1 miles. It was October and I had less than four months to train myself from zero to 13.1 miles. I literally debated, is that going to be enough time? Am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to be able to enjoy the race? 
but luckily I talked myself into it and I signed up. I looked on the Run Disney website and I found their training schedule for it's two to three times a week and they give you the exact distance and the times that you need to run. And boy, I followed that religiously. I was always doing it. I even started on the treadmill just to make it a little bit easier and then worked my way to just random outdoor running. Beginning of my training was in California and I was running up massive hills, which definitely conditioned me really well. And I was actually handling it a lot better than I thought I would. As my confidence grows from being able to handle one to two miles and possibly three miles pretty well, I started to get a little more momentum and encouragement. But that shortly ended as the distances get longer and longer. By the end of November, I'm in Orlando and I'm actually training in the climate that I will be running in. I remember telling my roommates that I live with, okay, I'm going to go run six miles today. And then a lot of time later, I would be dragging myself through the front door, throwing myself on the ground, just chugging water. They were like, you're crazy. How are you going to do this? Like, this is wild. There would be some days where I would be running so far away from the house that I would get caught in a torrential Florida downpour and be soaked by the time I got home. Ice baths became a regular thing. My muscles were not used to this kind of conditioning and it was totally different for me. So I actually very much enjoyed ice baths, surprisingly, because it healed my muscles so quick and I was able to bounce back so much faster. One of my favorite training day memories was, of course, the days that I would wake up so early, drive 40 minutes to Hollywood Studios, have to be physically in the parks in Hollywood Studios to get a boarding group for Rise of the Resistance, drive 40 minutes home, go run my 11 miles I needed to that day, shower, ice bath, eat my lunch, and then drive 40 minutes back to Hollywood Studios to go ride Rise of the Resistance for my boarding group time. I did that probably two or three times and it was absolutely hilarious. Like I said earlier, I followed that training schedule religiously and the week before that was the only time I kind of skipped a day or two just because I was getting so excited for the actual race day. Not only was it my race day, but my friend Kirsten that got me into all of this was flying out with her friend Timmy to come run as well and spend the weekend in Orlando. I was so excited to see them because I hadn't seen them in probably three or four months since I moved from California and I couldn't wait to give them a hug. They flew in at the Orlando airport and they had an Uber come pick them up and we all met at the Run Disney Princess Expo. I'll tell you this, it was so overwhelming to go into that expo. I did not know all the registration and where to go, but luckily I had a Run Disney experts with me who have done countless races before me. We go from one building to another, print out our waivers, go get our registration, grab our bibs, grab our shirts, and then we head into the expo. The expo was so cool with all these different cool booths and with limited edition Run Disney Princess Weekend merchandise that of course I wanted to have every single one of it because this is my first big race. I actually saved up a ton of money in prep for this race to buy merch because I knew if I'm going to do this, like I want to commemorate it as much as possible. So I definitely bought way more than I ever would. I got a jacket, a tumbler, so many things. I was just so excited. Since I was local and had my car available, I was more than happy to drive my friends around to their resort and the parks. They allowed me to stay with them at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, which I had never stayed in before, so it was extremely exciting. 
So fast forward to Saturday, the day of the 10K, and it's Kirsten's raise. She dressed up as Merida, including a blow-up horse, a bow and arrow, and of course her crowned athletics Merida top. I woke up a little bit later and was able to catch her on the boardwalk and seeing all the people's reactions to her amazing costumes. Like literally, she's the queen of costumes for Ren Disney races. After I gave her like an encouraging hug and took some fun videos and pictures of her, I scurried back to my car to race back to the Epcot parking lot. And I was able to catch her crossing the finish line and boy, the DJ was amazing. They were playing some awesome music and I took an awesome video of her crossing the finish line. Then after Kirsten got her medal, we went back to the hotel. She showered, we got some breakfast and got ready for the day. We tackled Animal Kingdom first, rode Everest, and which is Kirsten's favorite, and Dinosaur, and the three of us just had a blast. Then we popped over to Magic Kingdom. After a fun day at the parks, and Timmy and Kirsten went off celebrating, and I headed back to the hotel because I had to get some sleep because I was waking up at 3.30 in the morning the next day. So as I'm by myself, the excitement of the day starts to die down and I'm kind of like getting in my own head about the big race tomorrow. I was starting to doubt myself and what I was capable of and what I've trained for and I was starting to get a little anxious and upset. Even though I was getting like really discouraged, I was like, I need to stay focused and go through my plans. And I went down to get dinner at the Animal Kingdom Lodge Cafe. Head down to the cafe to get some dinner. They had a Run Disney special where it was like spaghetti and all this stuff. And I grabbed two meals just because I wanted to make sure like I was sufficiently full and whatnot. So as I'm in the checkout line, there is a lady ahead of me asking if I'm on the dining plan. And I said no, thinking she was going to like ask a question about it because, you know, I've done it before and I would be more than happy to help her. Well, she said, we actually are leaving. We have two credits left. Can I pay for your food? I was in shock. She was like, my vacation's over. We are leaving. Like, I have these two credits left. I'd be more than happy to pay for your meal. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. This means so much to me, especially with, you know, internally, I was feeling like discouraged and a little nervous about the race tomorrow. And with the meal plan, I got to even get two drinks. So that was really cool. And I was able to get fruit and breakfast for tomorrow because she just had that many credits left over. And I was so incredible thankful. She was so sweet and so kind. And again, this is during before the pandemic, I gave her a huge hug and told her, thank you. I have a big race tomorrow and it absolutely meant the world to me. As I take my meal back to my room, fighting back tears, I was just like so happy and shocked by this act of kindness. I was absolutely just astonished. I was just so happy. So I'm off to bed with a full belly, super hydrated all day long, and get ready for the race the next time. I wake up. I'm so excited. My alarm goes off. I get ready. Since Cinderella is the princess for this race, I decided to wear my crowned athletics Cinderella top that is so cute. A white athletic running skirt underneath with a blue skirt over it. And the double layers definitely helped because it was a lot colder than I expected. I put my hair up with a Cinderella matching headband and I put my hair in a bun and wrapped this really beautiful crowned athletics 
butterfly wire headband around it and it was so cute and it held in place and didn't hurt at all when I was running so it was one of my favorite accessories to add to this look. Then I go downstairs to the lobby and get on the very last bus at 4.15 a.m. I was definitely cutting it close um, as I was getting ready for the race. We arrive at the Epcot parking lot around 4.30 a.m. and it's already packed. It was so many people there and also it was pretty cold. The two races beforehand were a lot colder so we were very lucky and Kirsten was kind enough to grab me an extra Mylar blanket to wear that morning. As I got to the parking lot, there was a DJ playing, there was lines for character meet and greets, and it was so lively so early in the morning. I was able to meet some Instagram friends that I finally got to meet in person at the race, and it was so nice to finally meet in person and catch up, and then we all made our way to the corrals. The walk to the corrals was quite long, a lot longer than I expected, and it was really cold, so it was kind of weird like doing all that, but there was a DJ along the way. As we got to our corrals, since this was my first race, I was definitely towards the back of the corrals, and I was really far away from the starting line. Luckily, they had a big jumbotron project all the announcers and everything that was happening. My favorite part is when the fairy godmother came out herself and essentially recreated the movie. She was looking around for her wand and she goes, where did I put that wand? And then she goes, oh right. And she pulls it out of her sleeve and it was so perfect. I absolutely loved it. Of course, naturally, the fairy godmother started the race off, the first two corrals, by saying bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, and the fireworks went off and it was so emotional. I already started crying. As I get through the corrals and I'm getting closer and closer, I was able to squeeze into the corral ahead of me or I would have been the beginning of the next corral. During your training, I was definitely encouraged to do the walk-run method and that's what I was definitely planning on doing during the race. But because it was so cold that morning, I definitely ran the first mile straight just to warm up. As I was running, I saw people take pictures at each mile marker and I was like, oh, that's a great idea. So I started doing that as well. Whether it was a quick little video or some, I was able to get someone to snap a quick picture, I loved going to each and every mile. Once we got past the two and a half miles of highway, we finally start to see some Disney magic. We start to see the Magic Kingdom parking lot with the big sign and everything and it was so cool. I was able to snap a quick picture along the way in my Cinderella outfit. We had a little bit more highway to go and some parking lots. Now we started to see more TV screens playing princess movies and different scenes. Once we got through the Magic Kingdom parking lot and got closer to the TTC, the whole race course bottlenecked so bad. It got so crowded and it was definitely congestion. But luckily, Kirsten and Timmy were trying to catch me along different points of the race course and because it backed up a bit, they were able to see me there. I talked to them briefly as I was walking through this area because it was so congested and then was on my way to the next location. They hopped on the monorail and tried to catch me at Magic Kingdom. I remember a band playing some Marvel music, which hyped me up so much. I absolutely love Marvel music, and it just made me feel like Avenger about to go fight crime, even though this totally was a princess half marathon. Naturally, being next to the TTC, we passed by a ton of buses, and they even had the Cinderella character wrapped bus ready to take photo passes pictures with. And since no one was in line, I quickly hopped over and snagged a picture in front of the Cinderella bus and doing a Cinderella pose. I went on my way and continued under the water bridge, which had a Princess Aurora crown projected on the bridge. 
After some more distance, we finally get through the gates of Magic Kingdom and none other than Daisy was on top in her adorable princess costume greeting us into the Magic Kingdom. I was texting Kirsten and Timmy during my walking breaks to see where they were at to try to meet up at Magic Kingdom. We thought we missed each other, but as I was pulling in, they were about to leave thinking that they missed me and I yelled at them, Timmy, Kirsten! And we ended up seeing each other and giving a hug. Naturally, I started to cry because I was in Magic Kingdom. Even though I hadn't quite seen the castle yet, I was still getting emotional. With their encouraging words and motivation and lots of hugs and tears, I continued on my race course. Once I hit the corner and actually saw the castle, I started blubbering and running a lot slower. I couldn't believe it. I'm running through Magic Kingdom right now. I'm doing something I never thought I could in absolute shock of it. Mile five definitely hit me the hardest. After looping through Tomorrowland and back up through the castle, it was so cool and feeling truly like a princess running away from the castle just as Cinderella would. Of course I had to stop by and get my castle pictures and even though the lines were so long, they had plenty of photographers and the lines went by so quickly. I grabbed my pictures and princess poses in front of the castle and continued through towards Frontierland. Frontierland was so quick and brief and we ended up going backstage where the start of the parade route was. It was past mile five and my hip was getting a little cold and achy and I was getting a little concerned of if I was going to make it the entire way or not or if I should just start walking. But then I got a second wind when I hit the corner of backstage and saw the most amazing thing. I saw the opening parade float for Festival of Fantasies that have all the princesses on it. And of course, being a big parade person, I had to get a picture in front of it. It was so cool seeing backstage and all of the different parade floats that they have just under this warehouse. It was so cool. But of course, they had the princess float and Merida's float because Merida was part of the race day too. We loop around backstage and head towards the Grand Floridian and we hit mile six. Princess Aurora was on mile marker six and six is my very lucky number and I was so excited to see my favorite number and my favorite princess on the same mile marker and in this area they started playing Sleeping Beauty music which I know all by heart. I was so happy they were playing that music. Right as I'm walking up I hear it's Aurora, she's here. And I look to the TV and they're playing Sleeping Beauty. It's like they were expecting me here, even though I am dressed as Cinderella. I run further and I see someone I have never been able to do a meet and greet with. It was Flora and Meriwether. I have never seen them as a meet and greet in the parks. I've only seen them briefly in parades or in other special event occasions. They're very rarely out, but I've never gotten to meet them. I started to get in line and then a cast member informed me that by the time I got up there, I'd only get to meet one fairy and the line was about 45 minutes long. I was too worried about risking it and the fact that I was only going to see one fairy, I decided to sadly skip it. I did snag a quick video of them though, which made me happy. I go up to the further ways and I see Cinderella and Prince Charming right outside the Grand Floridian. And since I'm dressed as Cindy and it's her race, I was like, I have to go see her. So the line was only 20 minutes and it moved very quickly and it was a very nice break to like stretch and make sure my hip was okay. While I was in line, one of my dear friends, Ashley, ran past me and I asked her if she wanted to hop in line with me and we were all able to grab a picture with Cindy and Prince Charming together. 
from there on out, we actually ran the rest of the race together, which was extremely helpful around miles seven through 11 because it was mostly highways. We paced together and talked together and each mile marker, we would run into our friend Tess. Tess would always meet us at the mile markers because she had the endurance of a superhero and was able to run straight for a very long time while Ashley and I were doing intervals because we needed to take breaks here and there. Once we got through all the highways, we actually pulled back up to Epcot. There, I remember seeing a sign saying that this is the worst parade ever. I thought that was hilarious because I had never seen funny race posters before. And we loop around through the backstages of Epcot and see some cool things. There was a couple other meet and greets like Tinkerbell and a couple other ones where all three of us are still running together as we round the Imagination Pavilion in Epcot. We had about a mile left and I was like, let's run it all the way through and I'll keep up with Tess. Ashley still wants to do the walk and run, so she hung back a little bit. So it's just Tess and I. And who do we see? We see Bolt. Bolt is an extremely rare meet and greet and Tess has a dog that looks just like him. And she, of course, had to go take a picture with him. So she dips off and leaves. I am running the last mile of this race by myself. Because of the Epcot construction, they had a really weird path for us. We went up straight through towards the World Showcase, and it was so cool because there were tons of park guests waiting for the park to open that were kind of confused of why we were running through, but most of them were cheering us on as we were running past, and it was so fun. Once we hit the end of World Showcase, we make a left and head towards the Mexico Pavilion, and I see a character I really wanted to stop for. It was Jose from the Three Caballeros in front of the Mexico Pavilion. He had nobody wait in line, and I so wanted to meet him. But I was like, I'm more than halfway done with this last mile. Like, I'm just going to finish it straight, even though I really wanted to go see Jose. Now we round the Mexico Pavilion and are another part of backstage at Epcot. We pass a cool Imagineer building and go under the new Guardians of the Galaxy show building bridge. It was so cool. Then we hit another corner. I'm really tired, but you know what? I'm going to finish this. It was so exciting. All I hear the DJ plays, who run the world, girls? I just got so pumped. I run through the finish line to the beat of the music, just so happy and excited that I actually did this. And then once I crossed the finish line and walked past the, all the photo pass people, it hit me. I just ran 13.1 miles. I completed a half marathon. This is something I never thought I would be physically capable of doing. And it hits me and I start crying. I was just so impressed with myself and didn't know I was capable of doing something so difficult. As I'm trying to hold back tears, I received my medal from one of the wonderful volunteers and it just felt so surreal. It was the most empowering moment of my life. I never knew I could do something this incredible and this difficult. And I was just in complete shock. Everything is kind of a blur after this. I was on a runner's high. I was emotional. I had Kirsten and Timmy cheer me on like proud parents and give me big hugs at the very end of the race. And it was so wonderful. I also ran into my old Disney College program friend, Rebecca, who was a couple crowds ahead of me, and we snapped some really cute pictures together as well. 
after everything, I head back to the hotel, take an ice bath, and take a good nap. And then I meet Timmy and Kirsten back at the parks after I'm recharged. We had such a fun night celebrating that night, and it was so incredibly magical. This is something I'll truly remember for the rest of my life. And after this, I was completely addicted. I actually ended up signing for four more races since then, but most of them turned to virtual races and I can't wait to go back in person and do a princess race. I highly recommend anybody that is even slightly interested to sign up for the race. If I can do it, you can a thousand percent do it. It's so much fun and such a good environment to be around supportive people and meet goals you didn't even know you could accomplish is such a satisfying feeling. And with Disney touches here and there, it gives it all that extra magic. I hope you guys sign up for a Run Disney race in the future and get to experience this magic for yourself. for some listener stories that you the fans sent in if you would like to submit your story to be read on the just some magic podcast please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic tab this next story is from kirsten h who is the owner of crowned athletics and you should definitely go check out her site Run Disney Princess Half Marathon Weekend is the quintessential time to feel like a real fairy tale princess. Even more than the regular weekend at Disney, you get the full red carpet treatment with the royal theming all throughout the parks the entire weekend long. This is the perfect event to feel inspired by all your fellow fitness princesses and talk about incredible female empowerment vibes. And who doesn't love a metal full of glitter and rhinestones? The Princess Half Marathon Weekend leaves you feeling magical, energized, and ready to take on the world. This next story is from Allison S. Overall, Princess Weekend 2020 was very wonderful for so many reasons. I suppose we should start at the expo, which is where you pick up your bib, spend too much money, and in my case, have Cinderella's footsman declare that Cinderella's slipper would fit me. Run Disney is known for its rare photo ops, and Princess Weekend brings Cinderella's coach, footman, and iconic glass slipper. If you have ever witnessed the passing of the slipper or any of their antics, you know how hilarious they are. I typically run my races as Princess Aurora. I will never turn down an opportunity to wear a crown. This was my first time trying out my sparkly running skirt and it made me feel like a princess. The actual 5k itself, not quite so magical. It was rainy and cold and the wind chills made it feel like it was in the 30s and 40s. I remember staying in my car as long as possible with the heater on. It rained lightly on us throughout the race so I actually didn't stop for any characters but I had a very genuine smile on my face at the end. They actually told us to slow down and walk over the finish line because the ground was so slippery. After the half marathon on Sunday, I met up with a small group of wonderful, lovely people at Epcot, and we ate dinner at Via Napoli in Italy as we closed down the park. Getting to watch the fireworks as we ate and talked about Run Disney, Disney, and life was so magical. I am so grateful that I've had so many memories to cherish. This next story is from Devin H. 
my birthday always tends to fall around the Disney World's Princess Race Weekend, so needless to say, it's one of my favorite race events to attend. Normally I run alone, but in 2019 it was my 30th birthday and the race event was being held that weekend. I definitely wanted to register myself for all the races, but then I immediately started creating an elaborate plan to get some of my closest family members to register for the Princess 5K with me. Luckily they were all able to register and everyone was able to dress up in costume. I'm a huge Run Disney costume planner, so I decided to dress up as Snow White and my family dress up as the Seven Dwarves. I enlisted the help of an Etsy shop owners, and by the time Princess Weekend rolled around, we had the shirts, beanies, diamonds, skirts, and I even personalized goodie bags. Honestly, it was the most fun race I've ever done just because we all stayed together and enjoyed strolling through Epcot World Showcase, snapping pictures along the race course. The cherry on top, my eldest brother dressed as the evil queen, crown and all. You can imagine the amazing photo pass pictures that came out of that race. I now encourage everyone to try run Disney race with a family member or even a close friend because it makes the experience so much more magical. Once the in-person races return, you bet I will come up with another fun group costume idea and earn another princess medal. This story is sent in by Amanda S. In spring 2019, several of my Disney Instagram friends decided to sign up for the various races during Princess Run Disney Weekend and urged me to join. I am not a runner and I have always hated running, but after speaking with several people who had run the Princess 5K previously, I signed up. I was told that the Disney 5K are much more laid back than the 10K and the half because they're not timed and a lot of people walk the race rather than run it, so I felt confident that I'd be able to work up to a 5K. Fast forward to late summer, I started experiencing pain and numbness down my left arm and in my hand. After several doctor visits, physical therapy, and medication, the pain and numbness was still persistent. Eventually, I went to a specialist who diagnosed the herniated disc in my neck. The disc was bulging so badly that it was pressing on several nerves, which was causing the arm pain and numbness. My surgeon wanted to schedule surgery immediately as he was concerned about the permanent nerve damage given by the size of the herniated disc. On February 12, 2019, the doctor performed the ACDF surgery on my C5 and C6 vertebrae. This involved the herniated disc being removed and the artificial disc to put in in place and fuse with the rest of my vertebrae. Once waking up from surgery, the arm pain and numbness was completely gone after being in constant pain for months. While I was able to go home on the same day as surgery, I had a long road ahead of me as the doctors estimated it would take six to eight weeks for me to recover. My surgery recovery was a struggle for me. As someone who was very independent, I had to rely on my husband and my mother for most everything. I was in constant aching in my upper back and shoulders and couldn't lift anything over five pounds, and even standing and walking was difficult. I also had a neck brace on, which caused my weakness of surrounding muscles. I spent the first couple of weeks crying almost every day because of frustration and pain. My doctor wanted me to try walking around a bit every day to build up my strength. However, living in New Hampshire, where the winter is basically November to April, walking outside was a challenge due to the cold ice and snow. I had to be extremely careful not to fall or I could become paralyzed, so I would go to Target or a local mall and walk. At first, just walking at Target for 15 minutes was difficult but I kept at it despite the pain and soreness and weakness. 
Eventually, I was able to remove my neck brace and start physical therapy. The therapist was instrumental in helping me rebuild the strength I had lost in most of my upper body. After four weeks of PT, I was feeling stronger than I had in months. Ultimately, I was cleared late January and returned to my gym where it was less than a month I had to work up to be able to complete the 5K. My gym was an indoor running track that allowed me to continue training despite the bad weather. I was even able to start swimming indoors once a week, although my doctor urged me not to overdo it. I was nervous about my weakness and lack of training and inability to run fast, but the princess weekend came and I headed to Florida with two goals in mind. Complete the race and don't be the last person across the finish line. Rapunzel is my favorite Disney princess, so I had to put together an outfit I was so excited about. Complete with a Rapunzel-inspired tutu I had made for the Princess 5K. The morning of the 5K, I woke up early and it was freezing and pouring outside. I hadn't considered that rain may be a possibility, but luckily I had brought my Mylar thermal blanket for me, which ended up saving me. My friend and I got to our corrals and waited in the freezing rain for our corrals to be called. Our total waiting time ended up being over two hours. Eventually, our corrals was called and the fireworks went off signaling it was our turn to start the race. I think standing in the rain and freezing for so long must have given me some energy because although I intended to walk the whole race, I ended up running on and off. The character lines were long despite wanting to meet only Rapunzel. The line was so long by the time we got to Germany in Epcot where Rapunzel and Flynn were meeting the runners that my friend and I decided to skip the character meetups. I was so worried about finishing last which looking back I was nowhere near the end of the race. As I crossed the finish line, cold, tired, and sore, I felt that I was having a surreal experience. I couldn't believe that I completed the race and I wasn't the last one to cross the finish line. All the weeks of pain and struggling to rebuild my strength had paid off. At this point, I knew I was a Run Disney addict, not because I cared about running, but for the sense of community. Strangers were cheering for each other along the race course, yelling words of support. It wasn't a competition against anyone else. It was a competition with myself. That weekend ended up being one of the best of my life. The friendships I cemented helped me get through the pandemic, and I'm immensely grateful that I had the opportunity to set my mind up for something and follow through, despite my body seemingly giving out on me. Completing the Princess 5K may have not been a big deal to most runners, but it was life-changing to me. It helped me find myself, and I didn't realize how badly I needed to until I crossed that finish line. is from Abby Kay. Being a runner and Disney princess fanatic my whole life, I always knew my dream was to race the Disney princess fairy tale challenge in Walt Disney World. Being in February, I would never compete during college as it conflicts with indoor track. And when I went into the workforce, it took me five years to save up enough time off that early in the year I was able to do the races. I finally registered to make my dreams come true and run the fairy tale challenge in February 2020. I already knew my costume would be Rapunzel and Cinderella in the second I registered as they are my favorite princesses. How perfect would it be I found out that Cindy was the chosen for the half marathon. The morning of the 10k start line was freezing but so worth it. I had so much adrenaline. Running under the overpass and seeing Pocahontas and hearing her signature song will always forever be ingrained in my brain as the most magical running moment ever. Running through Epcot was so magical. I basically had it all to myself as the next runner was a whole minute ahead of me or behind me. 
I ended up placing ninth overall, which I never dreamed of. I was a bit nervous to then go back and tackle the half the next day. However, it was so magical running through the castle for the first time, I should have never been worried. Nothing could replace the memory of running through the pink castle at 6am in the morning, and I also loved seeing the different characters on the course such as Cinderella and Tinkerbell. Those were my two only photos I stopped the whole weekend because I was so excited to run. Whoops. Crossing the half marathon finish line was the happiest I have maybe have ever been. The smile on my face or the photo reflects it. Not to mention Cinderella's medal was the most beautiful medal of my racing career. When I got back home from Disney, the world would soon shut down for COVID. The princess half is the last real race. It means the world to me. I got the opportunity to live out my dream and run the race before the world shut down, even if it would never had the opportunity to run it again in person. I am forever grateful of that weekend and that moment. This story is from Jerrica L. The Run Disney Princess Half Marathon Weekend not only solidifies my love of Run Disney, but also my love of running. This weekend introduced me to some of the best aspects of the running community. Among so many things, people were supportive, genuinely excited for the opportunity to run, and felt like I made forever friends. I bounded as Princess Aurora for my first Princess Weekend and was so inspired and encouraged from all the other sparkly and tutu-bounded runners. Every mile was truly magical as I met rare characters and saw intricate floats up close before making my way through the iconic Cinderella's Castle. But all of these on-course experiences did not prepare me for the magic that was waiting for me at the finish line. With 13.1 miles behind me, crossing the finish line with so many cheering spectators was the most magical moment of the day. The feeling of accomplishment was palpable and captured in some many selfies with my newest run Disney friends that I had met on the course. There's truly no other experience similar to this one, and I'm counting the days until Princess Weekend will be back in person. Until then, the excitement and support is still very much alive and growing. Good luck to all the runners this weekend. Run strong and show everyone that you can do it anything in a tiara. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I had so much fun reliving my Run Disney experience and sharing those magical moments and that sweet surprise that that random guest did for me. If you would like to submit a story to be read on the show, please go to justsomemagic.com and be sure to click on the share your magic button. Also be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. We have new episodes every Monday and Thursday. If you want to help support this podcast, please submit a review over at Apple Podcasts. It truly helps us out and helps new people discover our podcast. Lastly, be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at justsomemagic.com. I can't wait for the next episode for you guys to hear some more magic. Bye.